0: hello and welcome to another episode of sports council i am your everlasting host matt and i am joined today by gab g and dylan for this episode a quarter of the season has already come and passed and we'll analyze the studs and duds of those past four weeks and whether or not they can keep the trend going for the rest of the season then we head on to week five and give you our fantasy starts and sits for each position We'll also give you a recap of our listener league, as well as another trade completed within it. Today is October 6th, 2021. This is the 33rd episode of the show. All right. Like we said, week four is coming by. And now we are already a quarter of the way through the season. I know it's not a perfect quarter, but, you know, 18 weeks, uh, 17 basically in the fantasy football week. And, you know, You get a lot of information from that, from those first four weeks, but not everything, right? So right now, we are kind of seeing what defenses are good or not, seeing what player matchups are good or not. And some of the draft picks that you picked are either booming or busting, and you can finally drop some of those guys who are underperforming. And we're starting to get the bigger picture here. So let's get started with that. But before we get started with that, we're actually going to recap our sleeper league real quick. So... Dylan, would you like to do the honors of that?
1: Yeah. So to recap, um, last week's matchups. Um, starting with my match, my match between or against Matt, I won with a score of one thirty-seven point three three two to Matt's one twenty-four point zero two.
0: Yeah, and I blame uh, Marvin Jones for that abysmal performance.
2: Aren't you four 0 now, Dylan?
1: I am now four and I am sitting on the top of the table right now of the league. What
2: a guy. What a guy.
1: So the next one, um we, we have G's team, Steelers fan 510, having a score of 82.96 and against um nando's losing to Nando's team with 117.48. You almost had it. You almost had it. You almost had 80.
2: it. I only lost by 35. 117. <laughs> 82 points in the PPR. Okay. Not bad at all. And we have extra flags, don't forget.
0: That's true.
1: <laughs> it's disgusting. I would root for any team against Nando because Nando gave me some shit trade last week.
0: <laughs> I don't like it at all. Nando couldn't be here with us uh, today, but I'm sure he would say it was a very balanced trade.
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would not, but you know.
0: Yeah, and I can't believe – I don't imagine he would be very happy with the Cook trade, how it's going right now. But uh, we'll get into that later.
1: So next, we have Gav's team uh, with a score of 94.2, but unfortunately losing to team Andrew MCW, 98, with a score of 120.12. I know,
3: dude. So disappointing. So underwhelming. My entire team – oh, my God. If it wasn't, like – the weeks that I need – Devonte Adams to really step up. It goes to somebody else on the team. I hate you, Cobb. Okay, go suck on a knob.
1: <laughs> I think I just picked on Randall Cobb.
3: Well, good There's luck, dude. Right there. horrible. What uh, will pick up? Is Devonte Adams going to get the rest of the um, rest of the targets? Red zone targets. I'm not worried.
1: In our next matchup between um, Certified Charger Boy and Vivek's team. Uh, certified charger board one with a score of one forty four point zero two to Viv's eighty seven point fifty.
0: Yep, and Vivek, you got to put you guys in the lineup. That's uh, all I gotta say. Like, hey, we, wake we up, say, man! Yeah, yeah, that's a free get, win. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> have free these win. guys in the lineup, so uh, get your get your team in order. It wouldn't be
2: fantasy football if there wasn't a team like that, basically. And uh, I still
0: scored, I still
2: scored less than them
3: what <laughs> yeah, you do the two weeks in a row already dude underwhelming performances for you guys two weeks in a row
2: it's okay we have a new strategy this week and we'll talk about it later but it's it's going to be the winning strategy yeah yeah
1: so in our next matchup um between usc stand three four six nine and team simple jack five ten uh ucsc <laughs> stand one with a score 146.02 against to Simple Jacks,
0: 141.66. Yep, and now Bryant has changed his stance on whether Tyreek should just be a bust. He now loves him. He's a wide receiver one. And in our last matchup, between MC Youngboy taking orders
1: against Bolly Dogs, MC Youngboy, won with a score 136.34 to Bolly Dogs,
0: 130.32. I love the username, by the way. I love the picture as well. We don't know any of these people, right? A couple like of, of them. listeners, yeah. Some of them are listeners. Certified sort of
3: Charger Boy is the uh... yeah,
1: but but definitely MC Young Boy. And we don't know who, who that is. I don't believe so.
0: But well, Bolly Dogs. I don't think so as well.
3: Yeah. Well who, well, who are we? Well, no, it's Matt's freaking bots.
0: Not my oh, bots. Really? Oh, <laughs> you are our listeners, you... and you're in this league. Uh, you're definitely not my bots. Just you know, tell us in the chat.
1: <laughs> but so MC Young Boy. Congratulations, though. boy you've got to step it up a little bit. 1-3. <laughs> yeah.
0: and hey,
2: nothing speaking. wrong with being 1-3.
0: <laughs> Not a good look. <laughs> yeah, you can
2: just turn it around. you just making me look bad.
0: Don't make yourself look bad. You're the commissioner of this league, man. That's okay. I mean, you get a chance against me now this week. You got to face Nando and Gav, and now me. Yes, uh,
2: yeah, when do I get to play Vivek? Come on, man.
3: <laughs> Vivik nice. is a free win. You're just begging. You're just like eyeing for a free win. You yeah, know that's you exactly what I need.
0: The... Yeah. <laughs> when you face Viv, he's gonna go off now against you.
2: Yeah, I mean it doesn't seem like it takes a lot of points to beat me. So.
1: <laughs> so how do you guys feel going into League Five? Just previewing your team. How do you guys feel? Because I know I'm four 4-0 but the thing is, I don't, I feel like my team is kind of a, kind of a front. They're kind of fronting on me. I feel like they're going to, like, die.
3: You have, um, you have what's his name, right? Uh, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, right? I told you last I told <laughs> you last week. Or two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago?
1: Or I think it was two weeks ago. ago. Yeah, two think, weeks
3: ago. I told you to trade him. Okay.
1: I was, I was listening to the podcast, and I was thinking about it, but I kind of was like, uh, whatever. But now I understand.
0: I'm telling you. Tyler Lockett does this every year. Yes, he basically like
3: hot weeks, and then nothing for a good like five weeks.
0: <laughs> I
1: think he's that guy in your in, in a project where it's like, oh, I'll do the first, I'll do the work for like the first two weeks, Then like, oh, you guys can do the rest rest of the project after that. Yep. that's how I. Feel.
0: Unfortunately, <laughs> you can't trade those people, but you can get rid of Tyler Lockett.
3: You can get rid of Tyler Lockett. You know who else I would sell high on? Honestly, Debo.
0: You get rid of Debo Samuel.
3: I would trade him. You can get him. He's 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 very high right now, and I would look for like back in RB one, maybe a high RB two, and like a, a a flex wide receiver because there's he's gonna come back down to earth. Shanahan's gonna finally put in, um, what's his name? Ayuk. Ayuk into the uh, spot. The missing person. Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, there's no way that Debo. Is gonna be this hot always?
0: Well, we'll I get would into look to that just, yeah. a little bit later. But I think I mean, with regards to my team right now, I'm just waiting for my guys to get healthy again. McCaffrey, AJ Brown, I just need them to get a little bit healthier. I I was three and zero. I was three you zero. Now I gotta just hold the fort a little bit longer. If there's eight playoff teams, I just need to get to eight. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
2: Speaking of eighth, I'm eleventh right now, so <laughs> I do need to get eighth. Oh,
0: I mean, I did make God. a
2: trade, so I guess we can go over that next. My yeah. trade, it, it put me in an interesting predicament. Um, I don't know how many, how much I would recommend anybody else to do this. Uh, it's a very, I don't know how to explain this, a very interesting trade to say the least. Um, so I received George Kittle and Cameron Sutton, and I traded away Swift and Ayuk. So. Um, basically a two for one trade as one of the players is MIA still, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. So that that was a big problem for me because the first few weeks I was starting Naik and he wasn't doing anything for me clearly, right? So that and that I needed some type of replacement product there. And Sutton, he isn't the greatest, flashiest receiver, but he definitely gives you, you know, a floor of being an actual receiver and not a ghost. And obviously I got George Kittle, which I know isn't the smartest pick yet, but it does allow me to have two tight ends that are you know above and beyond the rest. Um, obviously Kittle's not playing like it right now so I think it a it's definitely like a buy low you know so I think it was a good value. All I had to give up was really just DeAndre Swift because you know obviously if you're looking at it from the beginning of the season you wouldn't want to give up Ayuk and Swift, but you know you have to deal with the cards that are played. Ayuk's not playing good. I need someone to, you know, help me right now. So I got Kittle, I got Sutton. And um, after my waiver wires this week, I have Schultz. So this week I will be starting three tight ends, Kelsey, Kittle, and Schultz. And if I win, I'm going to keep starting three tight ends every week.
0: Well, I hope you don't win. And I think (laughs) it was a good trade in the sense that you got two good pieces in Sutton and Kittle here. And you're right, you can't start IU. And Swift is inconsistent, as evidenced by last week. The only issue that I had with this trade was that I think that you, that was your running back two in Swift. And you have Najee Harris, which has been a beast in PPR lately. But now you're starting Mike Davis as your running back two. And then I don't think – and you have Michael Carter as your running back three. And I, I prefer yeah. depth in running backs um, for my team. That's why I have four, basically. And I usually start four. Especially in this league. I so, mean <laughs> it's my, understandable. My I see why. But you know, at the end of the day, like
2: uh, I know I'm I got a little bit of hope that Michael Carter might be valuable towards the end of the season, you know, especially if they start to get stuff going like they did last week. That'd really be helpful. But um, I don't think, you know, I think I agree with you, but in this type of league where you know there's two flex and just two running backs, I'm okay with starting other players and uh, non-running backs at flex. And that's really what it comes down to because at the end of the day, you just want production, right? So it doesn't really matter how you get that production as long as you end up getting it one way or another. And obviously, you know, running back to like, I got guess a safer store because they're going to get handoffs and stuff, but you know, um, three tight ends not that bad either.
3: Yeah, that's
0: totally. true. Like, I think that the additional flex position plus the fact that it's PPR, it's going to help you a lot with this decision. Okay, we're going to go into the quarter season studs and duds basically we again four weeks has passed and we've gotten enough information to kind of know who's been great recently and who's kind of looking like a bus at this point no we're not going to be talking about Brandon Ayuk the missing person because we already talked about Hi. him before but we're going to talk about some other guys who have disappointed and have broken out recently so we're going to start with this first guy here Debo Samuel the San Francisco 49ers i believe he leads the league right now in uh, receiving yards and that pretty much makes him the wide receiver, like top five wide receiver right now of the week and he hasn't had any bad games so far. He had a not great game against the Packers, but against the Lions, he was a stud uh, Eagles, stud, and he just caught two touchdowns against the Seahawks this past week
2: mm-hmm. So Third-ranked receiver right now Ninth-ranked yeah.
0: overall Yak brother, he's
2: a yak brother. So I'm saying, bro, trade him.
3: Dude. So is that
0: the conversation here? Do you think that this is not going to continue? Basically, as the season goes on, you
2: yes, definitely think it's about the value that you're getting back. If Gav if Ga said that he could think he thinks he could get a low end RB one and a flex wide receiver. I would definitely, like, really think about doing it. You know, um, I think receivers are always easy to find a waiver wire, especially week to week, because, you know, an injury will happen. Um, like the Titans last week, you know, when A.J. Brown Julio were out. That gave a chance for you to go get one of the receivers and start them, right? There'll be more yeah. opportunities like that than there ever will be to start running backs, right? So um, I just feel like, you know, we should – or if you could, you should try to – you know, trade Debo, and on, honestly, it has to be for extremely high value, in my opinion. You know, yeah. because he is the third ranked. You know, so there is a lot you're losing there. So, I I don't know if you don't if you don't get enough value, I wouldn't do it. It'd have to be a very high end player.
3: Yeah. So I'm not saying to sell him because the uh like his he's not going to keep these consistent numbers. I'm I'm saying selling him for more. Than you would usually get
1: mm-hmm.
3: because he's it, worth it, a lot more. Right he's now. a worth lot right now.
0: Yeah.
3: Right.
2: But if you think your team is fine right now, and I definitely think if you know, obviously, if you have Diva, the problem means you're doing decently well in your league. He's had two 30 point weeks. So yeah. if you're like, if you're happy with your production, you feel like there's no holes in your team, then I would definitely just keep him. But if you feel like you're, you're weak at your depth, at running back is weak, or you could use another, you know, running back or a tight end, you've never had a tight end one. Or even QB, you know, something like that. You need to really upgrade a position. This is the type of player you'd want to move, and then, you know, get maybe two guys or maybe even three guys and try to, like, you know, work your way around with that.
0: I say trade him because I think this is not going to continue. It's, it was hard for him to keep it up last week. He got a wheel route touchdown from Trey Lance that, where he was just wide open because Jamal Adams blew the coverage, and... <laughs> He had a garbage time touchdown with like I want to say like thirty seconds left, and that's mm-hmm. basically what made up his day. With Trey Lance is going to be starting, which I anticipate will happen uh, sooner than later, because Jimmy is hurt yet again. You know, I I can't really expect Debo to continue his production. Um, I think that usually rookie quarterbacks have one target that they should go to. Debo could very well be that guy, but. Even then, I think the production is going to be a lot less consistent. So I'd say trade Debo right now.
3: Me too. Yep. Indeed.
0: Okay, let's talk about this dud. Miles Gaskin running back to the Miami Dolphins. Like you weren't expecting RB1 numbers from him. But, you know, and we kind of saw this in the preseason where he was getting less snaps, less carries. He was not getting, getting the extreme workload that he got last year that made him kind of a revelation in a waiver-wide pickup. But now it has basically just completely diminished to the point where he, Malcolm Brown, is kind of taking all of his touches away, and as well as you know, Tua is not there; he's injured, and Jacoby Brissett is just making that Miami offense look terrible. So, what do you do with Miles Gaskin at this point?
2: I actually, surprisingly, you know, you might call me crazy for this. In one of my leagues, I actually cut him sounds drastic but i mean it's really not if you look at the if you just look at it you know and you don't take this name you know from his name value from last year if you take that out in my honest opinion like he's pretty much cut a like i did it and i honestly have no regrets about it i mean he's not good at all like production wise <laughs> like he's been horrendous so i just feel like if a person's been horrendous like you a certain point, you got to just accept it and move on. You know, he had 12, 8, 10, and 0. .3. Not 10.3. 10. 10 was one week, and then 0. .3 was the next week. <laughs> so, you know, it's ugly. And, Whoa. you know, if you want to keep him on your bench, if you got extra roster spots, maybe some, something happens and he can get more touches. I mean, as of now, I think it's just a dead – it's just a dead – I don't even know. It's just a receiver. He's just horrible or running back sorry and you know if you if you're if you're definitely like looking for a waiver wire person and you need someone to cut these like I don't know why you would want them on your roster still
0: I tend to agree here bad offenses and most um more importantly teams that are losing are not gonna run the ball and Miami is not the same team as it was last year. Their defense is not as good as it was Their offense certainly isn't and their identity last year was basically run the ball and defend and basically kind of win in most scoring matchups. I don't think you can see that happening this year. And at the same time, Gaskin is not even getting those carries when they are running the ball. Again, it's Malcolm Brown. Maybe they don't feel like Miles Gaskin is built well enough to take on the RB1 role and all of the snaps, but you just got to look at the data at this point. And there's so many interesting waiver wire pickups right now. Damien Williams, That's exactly who I cut Uh, him for, actually. Exactly. some P. Ryan. Like, these guys are going to have actual opportunities. Yeah, they're going to get snapped. And you pick them up for, let's say, like a fifth or a fourth, right? And it's hard to kind of get rid of that sunk cost opportunity in your head. You just got to do it at some point.
2: Mm -hmm. I I think if you keep looking into, like, from what you did in the draft, you know, and you really have to look at what's dealt and what's happened. You know, it's been four weeks now. It's, it's been a, enough time for me to really have a lot of concern. And I think you have the right to to be concerned about any other players like Gaskin. You know, there's many players, even I, you know, who you think, if you feel like you have a receiver out there that you want to pick up or quarterback or something you need, and there's a player on the waiver wire that you want, these guys that haven't performed through four weeks, there's no, don't feel bad about cutting them, you know. Obviously, if they're like your number one pick, they probably haven't played that bad, but, you know, if there were, I would still would think about it, you know, it's just at a certain point you're going to have to face the realization if the player sucks, he sucks. And you move on from him and try to get something better. That's the quicker you'll find something better, you know, maybe something or someone you can find uh, actually going in your lineup eventually.
0: That is kind of the sentiment I feel about Mike Davis right now, because I had him um, as well. <laughs> and I drafted him pretty high, but, you know, it, makes up for the fact that this next stud is also from the same team, and he's the one taking away Mike Davis' snaps, and I was able to pick him up as well. Cordero Patterson of the Atlanta Falcons, who is a running back, according to ESPN. And I believe he has some kind of uh, eligibility as a wide receiver as well in other places.
3: And Sleeper, uh, he's RB. He's running back wide receiver, yeah?
0: Yeah, same with you. Yeah. ESPN, come on, get with it. Let me play him at wide receiver. Because this guy is a stud. I'm pretty sure he is one of the top backs right now, at least in standard scoring. He is currently the running back three for the season. Wow. And he put up three touchdowns and 29 points, basically, again, in standard, in standard alone. And he is one of the top 15 PPR backs for the season. Mm-hmm. This he's, cannot, also, he's also ranked RB3 in uh, PPR. This cannot possibly keep up, right? Like, there's no way that. Cordero Patterson is going to finish as a top 10 fantasy option.
2: My thing is, though, if they keep sucking, right, which they are, (laughs) like, wouldn't he still be on the field by that always logic that, you know, garbage time is going to be still fantasy time?
3: I mean, last year it was – what's his name? Uh, Ridley. So, yeah.
2: Like, I feel like – Someone's got to do something. Mm -hmm. It's not like their offense is going to go out there and just – give the ball to the other team, you know? Dominic, yeah. They're going to throw the ball or run the ball or do something with the ball, and it's going to be eventually get some type of yardage. And it seems like he's the one
0: getting all those garbage yards. So, Do you think this is a feature, though, of the offense? Do you think Arthur Smith is just plotting out plays like, okay, let's just ignore Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley for like 48 minutes. Let's just get the ball to court or, Um you know, the 30-year-old running back who converted from a running back to a wide receiver. And, you know, he's the backup for Mike Davis. We're trying to get him the ball. Do you think that's what they're doing, or is this just a big, like, circumstance where they're basically covering Ridley, they're covering Pitts, and Patterson's just wide open for no reason? I think
2: it has a little bit to do with that. I think he doesn't get the attention, like, Ridley and Pitts would. So I kind of get what you're saying there. Yeah, so I, would, I guess it is just kind of sign of concern, you know, I guess the same logic that would be used for Debo, I would also use for Patterson um, because his offense is a lot more frightening in the sense of like, you don't know what the Falcons are going to do from week to week. So if you feel like, you know, you know, if you feel like you can get a good enough offer for him, I definitely would look into uh, moving off of him.
0: I think that in terms of what I'm seeing from Patterson, first of all, last week was ridiculous. He scored three touchdowns. That's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I think that the... Stats are promising. He hasn't been disappointed you yet. What is disappointing, though, is that um, he's not getting a lot of attempts, right? He's not on the field that often. You can see that he basically got seven attempts. He averages around seven attempts in rushing attempts. He gets around five receptions, and he doesn't play that many snaps either. They bring him out, and th- but whenever they do bring him out, they target him. So I don't really understand why defenses haven't keyed in on that yet. Maybe they still don't care, but I'd be very cautious going forward. I don't, I would probably start him if you're desperate and you need a flex guy that could possibly bring you a boom, but I would try to trade him because I don't see this. um, I don't see this happening. And if it does happen, I'm going to sing his name because I have him. And he's basically my only hope at this point. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be quarter arrow patter uh, season I think that's the nickname oh
3: remember. my god yeah. always with these names let's go
0: I- I'll think of something better every yeah. time you give them the name you realize they start sucking after yeah talking about James the Flames RB1 season had like 20 points well one game yeah four. one game mm-hmm. no <laughs> Matt game. likes it 25%
3: <laughs> I know he does uh-uh
0: All right, let's talk about our starts and sits for week five. We're going to change it up a little bit. We're not going to go matchup by matchup this time. We're just going to give you kind of our best picks for who to start and um, the ones that we believe that you should sit no matter what. Um, We've tried to kind of pick guys that you would be starting or having that kind of start-sit decision on. So we're not obviously going to tell you, oh, start Derek Henry or, you know, sit. Kyler Murray. Yeah. (laughs) Keller Murray. Yeah, I mean, that's
3: Brady. such an obvious pick. I don't even know who would even mm. – that's a no-brainer.
0: So, we're going to give you some kind of mid-tier uh, positions that you might be struggling to start us sit. So, yeah. uh, G, why don't you go first? Yeah, start
2: it off. We am um, starting off with my start for quarterback against the New York football giants. Not just Jets actually. Take that back to Matt Ryan. Um, I think he's going to have a great matchup against Jets. They're an atrocious defense, you know, um they probably have a shootout or something. I can't tell you what's going to happen, but, you know, Cordero Patterson looks like he's going to bring some type of fantasy relevance to that team. And, this, and you know, if you're looking for, like, a, a quarterback off the waiver wire, you always want to look against what matchup they have. So I'd really like that matchup against the Jets and, you know, Ridley, Pitts, they're due for big games. And I think this is the type of week where, you know, the Falcons offense really – get some strides and you know you'd want to start Matt Ryan just every week
0: apparently Cordero Patterson's nickname is Cadillac so Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I'm going to call him Cadillac Pat uh, season fuck okay we'll figure it out We're <laughs>
3: you're horrible I mean
0: <laughs> it's going to happen don't worry about should I, it should I get my start
3: go ahead Can't go for it okay so I'm actually on the opposite side I feel like Zach Wilson will have the great game. And Matt Ryan, eh. I mean, it'd still be a good game. Like, I feel like you could put... Both defenses suck. Yeah, both defenses suck. It's going to be a pretty high school game, I feel. Right? And these two quarterbacks are just going to be slinging it for, like, mad yards. I just still feel like Zach Wilson has more of a... uh, I mean, last week, they they finally got their first win. So I feel like they're going to be... Like, they're going to be... Yeah, clicking, and they're gonna ride that wave, you know. I know. I think the Falcons also won too, but that's regardless. That's besides the point. You no, know, they chose the again. Oh no, they lost.
2: Again.
3: Yeah, they choked again. Choked again. So that's just the Falcons. They always suck. And Matt Ryan is ne- he's he used to be ice, but not anymore. It's he melted. Close. He melted. He, he melted. melted. Yeah, that Atlanta oh. heat, bro.
0: <laughs> I don't know why both of you are picking quarterbacks from the London game or. Uh... <laughs> from teams that combine two wins. But I am going in the opposite direction completely. I am going with Matthew Stafford versus Seattle. I know it's not a particularly hard pick to choose from, but uh, to anyone who's wavering at all, I think he's the start of the week because over, like, let's say guys like Rodgers, I would actually start Matthew Stafford over Aaron Rodgers. Put that on the books right now. Wow. but. Okay. Even in a disappointing kind of week last week, where he only scored 19 points against the Arizona Cardinals, Matthew Stafford has been absolutely killing it. He's been slinging the rock. And against Seattle, who is not a very good pass defense, they're actually the fifth worst pass defense in the league. I think that, you know, Sean McVay is pissed off. He got outshined in his own stadium by Cliff Kingsbury. And now, you know, the offensive luster has kind of lost its shine a little bit. I think yeah, come back, and then I would also
2: gonna... think about how Matthew Shaffer missed a lot of these throws on uh last Sunday. And mm-hmm. it looked like him and Cup had a you know, from what they were doing the first three weeks of week four, it looked like there was a huge disconnect. So I think they'll really get back on it too. They missed,
3: they missed breakfast one yeah. time, yeah. So
0: well, I heard a joke that they showered together, so maybe. <laughs> we're oh, gonna take my. it to the next
3: level. <laughs>
2: 45
3: <laughs> you gotta, points, we gotta for Cup Cup keep this week. the mind
0: meld.
2: <laughs> All right. And with that, we'll move on to our running backs. Um, yeah, you got it. I, yeah. I'm going to be starting. My start would be Damian Williams uh, filling in for David Montgomery. Uh, David Montgomery was playing really well. And oh, my was, God. You know, having a lot that. of workload. So, you know, Damian Williams, I think, comes in and fills that hole perfectly. And last week, even in the, the time he was out there, he played well. And I think he will continue to do so. Uh, and
0: they're and they're also
2: going against the Raiders, if I'm
0: mistaken, right? Yeah. And I would not really trust the Raiders defense uh for anything, honestly.
2: Yeah. I mean, do you see Neckler running all over them? Sam? I think this that's,
3: is that's the Chargers. They're 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 evolving. They're Pokemon evolving, dude. They're built different right now.
0: We'll see about that. Yeah.
3: Okay. So um so from my start of the week, you know, this is kind of I mean, it sounds crazy, you know, but (laughs) really, I'm just picking on Matt. Okay. Um, My start of the week. I love this pick. (laughs) uh, My start of the week is I mean, initially it was going to be the RB1 of the team, but this week it's going to be James Conner for me, the uh, 49ers, the Cardinals play the 49ers, right? And so um, I would have chosen. Uh, Edmonds it's just that it seems like James Conner has more of the red zone looks right and I feel like uh, that the Cardinals would just be running it more the entire game and you know Chase Medans will get it close to the red zone and Conner would just poach the uh, the touchdowns right so you're really just looking for like a high boom this weekend with him because of all the um, touchdowns he's going to get vulturing
0: I do think that you know Conner is also the 49ers suck pee pee absolutely not and if you were like if you look at the stats right now the niners have not allowed a hundred yard rusher yet this season
3: okay yeah that's we're gonna split it
0: yeah but i would bet on connor to probably get a touchdown because somehow he is absolutely vulturing all those touchdowns poor chase <laughs> to segments deal with kyler and connor at the same he,
3: he's getting he's getting his own treatment you know yeah. he did it to drake and now, Connor's doing the
0: <laughs> that's thing. true. That's true. Actually, I don't feel sympathy for him now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, Matt Matt's still holds a grudge from last season.
0: Exactly. Well, against the LA Chargers, who again is not a very good Russian defense, I'm going to go with the team that has the best duo of running backs in the league. Start the chunt. Kareem oh my God. and Chubb. What did you just say? Jesus. I said the chunt. Jesus. <laughs> you haven't heard of the nickname? No, I haven't. That's a please repeat sounds...
3: that for us. Can you say it louder? Can you can you spell it?
0: Activate the chunt.
3: Oh my g oh my gosh.
0: Again, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb have been killing it lately. And against this porous Chargers run defense, they are only gonna continue to destroy. Especially given the fact that the Chargers passing defense is actually pretty good and they allow like I wanna say Let's see. They allow about 139 yards against the run so far per game. Against the team that basically rushes more than anyone else in the league, aside from Derrick Henry on his own, (laughs) Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are probably going to have monster weeks against this Chargers defense. I would start them with confidence. Don't look back. I would start even both of them at the same time. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. Both have shown that
2: they're, you know, quality running backs. So, I think that's a great pick. Um, we'll move on to our receivers next. Uh, I have two picks for receiver. Um, I couldn't pick, couldn't make, pick between them two, so I have both of them down. You need to take uh, both of them. Great picks. Yep, I will be taking Lavish Fishnol Jr. and Corey Davis. Um, I think both of them have very good matchups. Uh, Lavishko had a very good week last week, and I think that's the first step in uh, clicking with Trevor Lawrence. They got the Titans this week, and they're god awful. So. Yeah, I would definitely start Lavishka and then you have Corey Davis, like the same reasons guys said earlier for Zach Wilson. They they're they suck. Atlanta defense is horrible. Someone's gonna catch a pass, and Corey Davis clearly shown he's the number one receiver there. So I think he's a great start this week.
3: Um, so for my start of the week, or just like I'm really trying to reach here, guys, you know, reach deep down inside because these guys chose really great players, you know, the picks that I would choose. But this week, I'm going to say it's going to be John Ross for me because it's the Cowboys. They're playing the Cowboys. The Giants are playing the Cowboys. And I feel like that game, the Cowboys are going to lead pretty early. The the Giants are always going to be trailing. And um, I, I, I to be fair, the Cowboys' defense is uh, – it's actually – Better. I hate to say, but it's better than what everyone thought we would be this season. I knew.
0: I knew. Don't say that. At the guru power.
3: Yeah, I just. It's sad to say, but that defense is formidable. Okay, and I just. I think that they're gonna lock up. Um, what's the what's his name? Uh, Galladay. Yeah, Galladay. Um, I think what's his name is still out. Uh, uh God, I. Uh, Sterling Shepard. I think he's still
2: out. And I think Slayton's still out as well. Yeah,
3: Slayton's still out too. So. John Ross is really going to be that deep threat that he's going to be looking empty yards, you know. He's going to pull the Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones, and he's just going to be scoring stupid touchdowns late in the game. And that's my wide receiver pick for the week. Again, with the Giants and Jets
0: here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) New
3: York! New, New York!
0: Well, I think you see a trend coming with my picks. I tried to pick against poor defenses so far this quarter. Um, Because, again, we've seen in the past four weeks, I've seen probably enough data to conclude that some defenses are not going to be as good as others. I feel like the, you know, there's still some variables that, you know, to account for. There's not enough games. Maybe Maybe they face the Chiefs or the Bills. But, you know, I'm trying to pick against the worst defenses (laughs) right now, according to the sense. And... (laughs) Even if it was not the worst defense in the league, it was probably one of the worst teams in the league against the Houston Texans. I'm calling it right now, Jacoby Myers of the New England Patriots. You should start him no matter what anyway, because he has been incredibly consistent. And in the PPR format, he's honestly a solid wide receiver too to the flex option right now. And um, the only issue is that in his career, his entire career, not even just this season, he has never scored a touchdown. Yeah, my boy. So feel so bad for him. He's a he's a probably better likelihood of throwing a touchdown than he does catching one, and I don't understand why that's the case. But I'm calling it right here, right now. Jacoby Myers gets his first touchdown <laughs> against this porous Houston pass defense, who is, I believe, one of the worst passing defenses in the league.
2: That's literally a career changing pick there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: If he doesn't, I'm gonna I'm just gonna make him my start of the week next week and then I'm gonna call
2: Dude, him. I'm
3: t- I'm t- he's a good like floor pick and PPR. Like I would put Jacoby Myers maybe as like a, a flex, you know, because he just get, he just gets those targets and his receptions. I think he I don't know how much he averages. It has to be at least like seven target seven catches a game. Maybe for like <laughs> it's like shallow, shallow routes. It's like 40 yards, maybe 50. But I wouldn't start like at a standard. It's just not enough i would i'd say um who, uh like uh your boy i'd start him kendrick born maybe he kendrick has a high opportunity he's uh, back I, I, yeah he's back <laughs> it's just that they have better they have more chances of catching a touchdown than jacoby myers yeah Sorry, definitely so. if you're
2: not playing ppr jacoby myers something to stay away from because yeah. he clearly hasn't got a touchdown but if you are he has six, four, nine, eight catches throughout the season. And in the last two games, he had plus 12 um, targets. That's really what you want to be seeing. And, you know, mm-hmm. he played a, two good defenses in the Saints and Buccaneers. And with the matchup with the Texans this week, I think Matt is right. He's going to be having a feast.
0: Oh, you know, ah. what? Jacoby Myers actually has a touchdown. Yes, two touchdowns passing.
3: <laughs> I guess who? So he already
0: does. I don't know who against, but – you know a lot of averages guys he's already had three seasons in the NFL without a touchdown or the out of receiving touchdown that means he's guaranteed for at least one uh, five touchdown performance I think
2: yeah just to even note out yeah exactly. and you and know one guy that's been game. scoring a lot of touchdowns has been my tight end pick for this week Matt Schultz the man from Dallas the one that's making C.D. lamb irrelevant yeah
3: I mean I would he's a great pick I would pick him up.
2: Right now, yeah. honestly, it's a, no question. I'm starting him in my flex, and you know, most people won't do that with the tight end because they're scaredy. I'm not scared, I am okay with it. That man is a monster. Yeah, he's true. been no, I'm <laughs> not one in three on a two game losing streak. Okay, <laughs> he's got a bigger wavelengths, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to be different, and I think starting Schultz, Skittle, and Kelsey will definitely be different.
3: I don't know, dude, game script in this week for them. I, don't, I just don't – I feel like he, they're just not going to be throwing it as much.
2: We'll see. I mean, it is very touchdown heavy. So, I think he's like a Robert Tunney of last year. And he even gets a little bit more workage through the 20s, which is surprising for the amount of receivers they have on that team. So, you know, as long as he keeps, you know, keep getting a little bit of catches and gets maybe a good touchdown every week, I'd
3: be happy with it. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, I, I can agree then. Okay. Uh, oh, so, um, yeah, let me, I'll go with mine. I, I totally forgot what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so my tie-in start of the week. Well, I don't know if this would be the start of the week. I'm just trying to pick someone that might be on your waivers still. haven't picked up yet. Um, I would say Jared Cook. So last week, took he finally took a... Big step forward. He got it. how many the I think it's only one, but still, he took a giant leap last week and finally opened up those floodgates that – I mean, this is a high-powered offense, right? Um, they're going to be playing the um, Browns. So it's going to be a great game, you know? They're defensive monsters. And so I feel like that um, Mike Williams, They're I think they're finally targeting him. Like, they're trying to shut him down now. Keenan Allen is getting more – I see – He's getting more – well, just this is just last game, but he got more um, receptions finally. And so now um, in the red zone, they're going to be covered, right? And then he's going to get uh, – Jared Cook's going to get, like, the third option – like, the third uh, – he's going to get looked at third. Whoever's going to cover him is not going to be that great. And so he's going to eat this week against the Browns. Because, I mean, they're going to be scoring touchdowns regardless. It's just know. who's going to catch it.
0: But the Browns the last two games have been ugly and I don't know what's going on there. But uh, I like it because it's know. what
2: happens when Odell comes back. It's it's my theory of faker maker baker. <laughs> is uh, it uh, well I don't think lost,
0: maker, baker.
2: So the problem is so okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys my theory. Baker, so now baker, we're on the topic. So right. basically the problem is that when you bring Odell into the field He's such a good receiver that you have to throw him the ball because he'll be open and have separation, which a good receiver does, right? And that because you have someone out there that's doing well like that, that makes your quarterback have to throw the ball. And the Browns quarterback is Baker, Faker, Maker, and he's not that good when he throws the ball. He's better (laughs) at handing it off. And when you have to change – the thing is when you put Odell out there – there's no reason why you shouldn't give him targets, right? But yeah. the, the reason the Browns don't want to give him targets is because their quarterback can't throw and can't make those type of throws. And I'm not saying that Baker's really bad or anything. I'm sort sure I am, but yeah, you know, I think that <laughs> I think that the problem with the Browns is when they bring Odell in and they're forced to run, they're forced to take a little way a little away from the run game and give that to Odell. And that connection between him and Baker, for whatever reason, not there even when Jarvis is out there and Bitt and Odell wasn't, that connection was much better and, and you know I was a hundred percent take Odell over Jarvis every time.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think you have a point in the fact that Odell when you I think Baker is compelled to throw it to Odell, but it's not always the case because once he got hurt last year, that offense actually got better honestly I think. So yeah, yeah because it know, came
2: I'm more sure. based around the run. And, you know, the pass was only sprinkled in. Whereas with Odell, you want to have to bring the pass yeah, course, as well, yeah. while you bring in the run, you know. And yes, you can't establish it. 35 carries with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and then throw the ball three times, you know, with Odell out there. You actually have to give him touches throughout the game, and that's kind of what hurts them.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that's more of a Browns problem or a Baker problem because if you just get a better quarterback out there. It's not a problem if you pass it as much.
2: Yeah, So I agree with you. So Let's just get back to our starts and sits uh Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, with the LA team, I like your pick up the LA tight end, but you just went to the wrong team right there. I think it's going to be Tyler Higby <laughs> versus Seattle. Once again, Seattle's um, defense, bad. Tyler Higby, good. And Matthew Stafford, when he's not mind-melding with Cooper Cup and uh, eating breakfast, doing everything together, sleeping in the same bed. Like,
1: Tyler Hintby
0: is his guy, right? And I know he's had a couple of boom-bust weeks, but that's exactly why he should be on your waiver wire or at least maybe on your bench as a potential option. And again, we're not going to give you these Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrew, George Kittle starts of the week. We're trying to give you the tight end that probably provides the most upside to you right now. Against a bad passing defense in Seattle, and they're going to key in on Cooper Cup because – that's probably what passing defenses are going to do all season long now after that monstrous, like, three-week performance. It's going to be Tyler Higby. He's going to be, you know, kind of under the uh, the radar, and he's going to be in the middle of the field, and he's probably going to get a lot of passes from Stafford for a lot of mid-range games and maybe some touchdowns. So I think that's our starts of the week for all of those positions. And now we're going to go on to our sits of the week, starting at quarterback G. You got a surprising one.
2: I got a surprising one. You know, a lot of people are going to be mad at me for this one, but I got their car, and I don't think he's the type of player I would cut. I would just pick up a different quarterback that maybe we talked about and just have him on your bench as your QB, two for this week. I just don't like the matchup against the Bears. Uh, their O-line has struggled to block before, and, you know, they're bringing back Cleo Mac here. Not the great matchup, you know, for them, especially Leatherwood, who has played up pretty much nutritious. Um, I don't know how else to put it.
0: You just in a false start
2: when you just yeah. he's just getting beat all the time, and I just don't think it's a good look right now for them. And you know, I think Derek Carr had a, a kind of a fell off, but no one would say fell off. But he had a lesser week last week against the Chargers, and their defense is all right. And I think the Bears are around the same level as them. So I would just you know wouldn't cut him, but I would sit him.
0: Yeah, and you know when the Raiders have. Any expectations put on them, that's the moment that they decide. All right, let's blow this thing. That's literally 100%. the Raiders' way.
3: You guys can't just give up on them because they lost to the Chargers. The Chargers are just really good. No, I know.
0: Giving up on them because they're the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, Why I just i give stopped. up on him for
0: a
2: week.
3: Oh, okay, just for this week. I mean, I stopped. Yeah. Him. I think it's good. I think he's gonna be fine. But so my uh, sit of the week. There's a lot of things to do with this. Okay, and. and I, I know, like, some of you are going to have to put him in just because of who he is and the other options that you have. But honestly, from deep down in my heart, don't start Russell Wilson this week, okay, guys? I know my boy has – um he has Russell Wilson and uh, – I forgot who else he has. Jamar, you have – He has Lamar. Yeah, Lamar. <laughs> I start Lamar over Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson is going to be on his back this entire game, Okay. He, it's kind of scary because he might be throwing a lot just to get, or like throwing deep balls and he might get a few like trash, um, trash time on touchdowns. But I feel like the, the, the Rams defense is just too good right now. And I feel like they're a the, lot. I mean, when has their line ever been good? The Seahawks? Never. It's been, great yeah, point. never. Yeah. So it's just going to be an awful, horrendous game for the Seahawks. It's going to be Bad, just don't Russell Wilson's gonna be after running a lot. He's gonna try to. But this it's just that Rams front is just too good.
2: You gotta sit him. It hurts me to hear because I have Russell Wilson almost on my leagues.
3: <laughs> so, uh who who let's see. I think Derek is a lot of uh <laughs> where he might want to pick him up.
2: <laughs> oh what a great pick up thanks. You're welcome. <laughs>
3: Thanks,
0: buddy. (laughs) Just to rub it in a little bit. Well, I certainly wouldn't expect you to pick up this guy, especially since you shit all over him right before I was gonna say something about him. But I agree, at least for this week, it is Faker, Maker, Baker. Faker, Faker, Maker. (laughs) Is it Faker, Maker, Baker? What's the Maker? Faker, Faker. There's no right way. Say
2: however you want. As long as you make sure you put the Faker in there. You just have. He's faking a QB. Okay.
3: Dude, you are tripping, bro. He's a great manager
2: of the He's game. He's a great – He. I mean, honestly, cool. like I've really never seen quarterbacks handed off like him. That's true. Oh, honestly. Bro. <laughs> he hands yeah, it off to Chubb so well. Yeah.
3: The only person that he rivals is um Peyton Manning. And it's because his commercials are just that great compared That's to
0: That's true. Peyton. I do love his commercials. He's <laughs> even the one, like, commercial, like, I actually like.
2: Yeah, with the moms and the friends, the stadium. That was yeah, really- dude, he it's so,
3: it's, it's just so good. I don't. I, I was talking to some Baker fans earlier, and like the one thing they love about him is his commercials.
0: <laughs> Does he have fans just because of the commercials? Is that Pro- what I
3: means? mean, they're a Browns fans. They're probably from Ohio. Feels so bad, but you know.
0: Oh, I call bullshit on that.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, but either way, you know, I believe his performance in those commercials is going to be the best part about the game between them and the chargers again don't mess with the chargers defense they are allowing the fewest points for each team each team when they go up against the chargers have their lowest score total and when that happens that means there's not going to be a lot of touchdowns there's not going to be a lot of scores against the chargers and when you have such a porous run defense and the chargers run d and their pass defense is pretty good you're not gonna you know pass all over them it would be almost stupid to and if they do they're not going to do very well. So Mayfield is a sit for me because, you know, bad pat, um, they're going up against a pretty poor Russian defense, which means they're going to run even more than usual if they want to win and mm-hmm. higher than average passing defense. So that means they're not going to have a lot of uh, success.
2: You got you to remember with teams that have a run first mentalities that they're just always going to be kind of milking the clock a little bit more and it kind of excludes the amount of possessions they're going to get, you know, it's just going to be a little bit less. And the amount of trips to the red zone is going to be a little bit less. And the amount of opportunities they're going to get to throw for those touchdowns is going to be just a bit less, you know, from like a different quarterback, you know. So, you know, you got to remember all that type of stuff while you're looking at your quarterbacks. Exactly.
0: And Mm -hmm. basically if you were thinking about him as a streamer, just do not do so because that ceiling is non-existent right now. He'll be there next week. Will he? Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> most likely.
2: <laughs> yeah. And with that, we'll move to our running backs. Um, I have, you know, keeping the, you know, the C-H-K going here. I got Chris Carson. I love that. Um, I think it's a bad matchup for him. He got out touched last week by Alex Collins, which is the most sad stuff I've ever heard. As a guy has a couple of uh, stocks of Chris Carson. Um, especially in my Dynasty League. It just hurts me to see Alex Collins get more touches in him. But, you know, like I said earlier, it's the reality of what it is, and you got to face it. And as a person that really likes Chris Carson, I think he's a fine running back. I don't start him this week. A, the Rams' matchup is horrible. And, you know, even though they have shown signs of being, like, allowing to be run on, I don't think that Carson is going to be the one to be – doing the running, you know, he's going to be a split almost like a committee and, you know, how we feel about committees in fantasy football. That's the depth of the running backs for that team, you know? So I think they're at that point until someone establishes himself or another one gets hurt, which, you know, we can't really predict or, you know, want to wish that upon anybody. So until then, until, you know, anything changes, I would bench Chris Carson going forward.
0: Yeah. And I think he has a neck injury now. So, and it's, it's not good concerning at the very least because it doesn't seem like a one week injury especially a neck injury so oh, those are lingering yeah that's something yeah. cool watch
3: i hate to say it but yeah you have to because i have him in our in our sleeper league In oh, man it's so <laughs> tragic dude he's he, but i mean he, he might still be relevant after that thing
0: when after neck because, injury.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean because oh. last year i feel like he he came back from it
0: Hopefully, hopefully they say it's a long-term issue that you know he's dealt with for a while. So yeah,
3: so that's yeah. why he's okay. getting it over. Eh, it's my usual.
0: Yeah, my <laughs> neck is bent, but
3: CTE uh, <laughs> cte's lingering soon. But you know, Oof. okay. So also, I want to change. Just be. I was thinking about the Rams, and I feel like um I want to change my running back start of the week to uh, Daryl Henderson. I think he's back and. The uh, they let the Seahawks let um Alexander Madison run all over them. Shoot, dude, Darryl Henderson's a better running back than him. So, but for my sit of the week, <laughs> it's got to be Clyde Edwards lair, Okay, he's he's back for the despair. Okay, that you guys all feel that I know I feel for him. He's it's it's the um Bills defense, they're not they're pretty good, you know, run defense is pretty strong and uh. The the script is going to call for more um, throwing for the Chiefs. I feel that's just my opinion. And Clyde has—I mean, he's been doing good the last two weeks. But don't put your faith in him. I I know how that feeling where he—it looks like he's going to do good. Like I called the um, the uh, how to lock it. Okay, just listen to me on Ceh. Okay, bro. Too
0: bad Nando's not here. Too bad. But I agree. You should probably sell high the Clyde yeah. owners. You had a chance. Like week two was your lowest point, and you were thinking about maybe sitting him or trading low on him. But now you got an opportunity. You got two good weeks. Maybe you should this, use this now.
3: This is, this is yeah. This is your time because it's not going to last.
0: I agree. Sell Clyde.
3: As some for deep my deep words, day, there, if I guess.
2: <laughs> What'd you say? I said those are some deep words there.
3: Yeah. Sorry, Clyde. I got to let you slide. Dude, I'm, I'm bars.
0: No, that was an end.
2: No, we're not doing that. Let's just continue.
0: <laughs> well, with my pick, I am going with Miles Sanders against the Carolina Panthers. Look, Philly is, for some reason... That's a crazy pick. Yeah, Who would have thought to sit Sanders? He's losing a lot of shares. Like, I don't understand <laughs> why Philly is a good running offense. So they stopped running the ball. Like, he, against Dallas, he had two carries for 27 yards. And he did pretty well. Like, two carries for 27 yards is the average of 13 yards a, game, like, a carry. So they only ran him twice, right? Against Kansas City, he only had seven attempts for 13 yards. Admittedly, not good, right? But you got to let him go a little bit more. Like, you, there's a point in time where, you know, things aren't working out for you. And the last two games have basically been blowouts. Maybe it's because you haven't been able to establish the run, right? And you have to kind of the, like take the clock off, and uh, you know force them to play your solid ball. But no, Dallas and Kansas City blew them out. I don't. Ex- I kind of expect the same from Carolina, who came off a surprising loss against the Dallas Cowboys, and even though they let Zeke run all over them, they are still a legit run defense. Even if Miles Sanders does get the opportunity to run, I don't see Carolina letting him loose.
2: He doesn't get any pass line, which also really hurts him. You know, Kenneth Kinwell's of feeling all of that for him.
0: Yeah. Miles Sanders, man, always a disappointment. And I don't even think it's his own fault. I don't know if I said that. I'm pretty, that, but I'm pretty sure we shooting
2: shitting on him like one of our pre preseason episodes where we just, uh, I'm pretty sure we had like a 15, 20 minute segment on why you shouldn't draft Miles Sanders.
3: I'm pretty sure, yeah. I, I was defending wrong, I him
0: too. I was defending him. And, uh, <laughs> <he> let <laughs> me down. It's not even him. It's just, you know, it's the Eagles. That's
3: the way. Yeah, I'm glad that they got crap. They're like poop right now. <laughs> you deserved it, guys. Like I guys, have it right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, you obviously don't listen to the podcast enough, bro. No, first, no this, sa- is before, first,
1: oh, this, this is before Okay, listen now. Wasn't this before is, the
3: podcast? This no, was the pre-,
0: pre. We picked pre-season.
3: Because oh, never mind. we said Sanders. And I just told you about Lockett a couple of weeks ago, bro. So if you, don't want, if you don't want our advice, dude, I get it. I feel you. We're not professionals.
0: I think you're just salty. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, joking. I'm, <laughs> I like yo,
1: yo, it's because in, in the Sleeper League, it's like week one, he gives you like 15, then it's like five points afterwards. I'm like, what the hell? That's what you got to expect from us. Don't get
3: romantic over these guys, bro. Oh
1: my God! Like that? Oh, you see? Sorry, to God. Debated. Don't get baited. Yeah. Dude. Do you not? Don't get and with my next receiver,
2: he's one of the biggest baits in the fish. You know, he he, he gets the most volume out of everybody. And I don't, don't think confused. this is a week. You know, and I think Cooks this week, Brandon Cooks, is a bench for me. Um, I think the last few weeks he's been playing really good and had a lot of volume and receptions. But, you know, in the week against the Patriots, against a rookie quarterback, Bill Pelichick's never lost. You see what he did to South Wilson. And on that type of week, you know, even though he's a volume guy, there's zero volume. And, I mean, literally no one on the Texans I would want to start. And, I mean, that's just a week-to-week anyways. But Brandon Cooks was that one guy that I would consider starting because he got, like, 78 catches and, like, 10 targets and all that, right? But this week against the Patriots, it's one of those weeks where, you know, you just don't start anybody on their team.
3: Yeah. Plus, he we did. sent Jamie Collins back again, and so.
0: Yeah,
2: the difference maker.
0: Yeah.
3: No, honestly, dude, <laughs> we were way better with him, and he was way better with us.
0: And Jamie Collins' power left. is basically tied to New England. So.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, once he, he's back, and it's going to be over for any the rest of the league, dude, like, now is when we're going to rise to the top. Because if we almost beat the Bucks, we're going to beat the Texans badly.
0: Well, I hope you beat the Texans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: kind
3: of Person is that? No, I'm just saying, like we can be anyone now, mm-hmm. except for ourselves.
0: they took out Justin Herbert as a rookie quarterback. What do you think they're gonna do to Davis Mills? Right, they're gonna murder him. Murder him.
3: Yeah. Okay, so um, my sit of the week for wide receiver is gonna have to be. I'm sorry, Jamar. It's gotta be Keenan Allen right now, okay, man. I mean, last week I don't even think he played that I think he's been pretty underwhelming. He's being overshined by all of his teammates. Uh freaking Mike Williams. He let me down last week, but you know, he can't have it always. Right? I mean, he's still getting like he's still leading the team in receptions, but they're always sh- shallow yards. He, I mean, he I think he got like less than 50 last week. I, I gotta say like 40. Around Mike Williams or Keenan? No, no, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, and against the Browns defense, it, I don't feel like it's going to be any better, right? So, you, you could start again, Jared Cook and even Mike Williams maybe this week, but I would you gotta uh, beware all Keenan Allen fan, uh, owners. It's a bad week this week.
0: Yep, and I'm gonna go with one of the guys that we almost considered as a dud the quarter uh season Alan Robinson Chicago Bears man it is incredibly disappointing that it's come to this like he has produced guys like Blake Bortles, uh Mitch trubisky whatever the hell the Bears are starting also, mike Glennon, I want to say, but yeah, it has come to this point where he has just been absolutely nothing with the Chicago Bears. And Justin Fields I think has keyed in on a wide receiver one. And that's not Allen, that's Darnell Mooney, um, you know, his running mate. And I don't think it gets a lot better, you know. He is basically a bench candidate until you can actually see what he's going to do. And, you know, just don't start him at all. It's not a terrible matchup with the Raiders, but at the same time, it is – he just doesn't showed you anything.
3: No way, dude. You, you don't think that morning. Fields is getting – he's starting now, so.
0: Yeah, but Fields hasn't even, like, keyed in on him. He's more – he's targeted Mooney a lot more.
2: Yeah, but I think that the Mooney thing is kind of similar to AB and Juju from rookie year, whereas in, like, you got a guy who's going to be hitting double teamed in the main, you know, focal point of the offense in Allen Robinson and AB, whereas the other guy that's kind of, you know, just getting just the volume, you know, in the sense of, like – you know, they're kind of just getting whatever's left, and that's a lot because they're getting double teamed on the line. I think Mooney is a very high upside player and, you know, less value. Like, you're kind of losing less there, where Allen Robinson is kind of really bust right now.
0: Yep. You can't start know. with confidence, and that's a shame because that he was going to be a consistent wide receiver, not How maybe a gonna... ceiling guy, but yeah. How are you
3: going to give the Raiders that much credit after you poop on them? Oh, I
0: don't give the Raiders credit. I'm just saying the Bears, you know, aren't using Robinson. That's, you
3: know, I bet you now that Fields is up and, like, he's the starter, he's going to have to go to his main man just because, you know, he's still rookie. and uh, I still think still...
2: that Robinson. No better week to good. start targeting him, though. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I still we'll think that. that Mooney outscores Robinson. No way, way, dude. That's a bold take. I like. It's it.
3: re- it's he's romanticizing over this. Don't do it, guys. Don't fall <laughs> in love with these people that you see. Like, you stick with the studs, okay? Stick with the studs.
0: Yeah,
2: and then our last position, we have Garst sits for tight end. I'm gonna go with a guy who you know is probably on your waiver wire type of option, um, Knox from the Bills. I think he's been really touchdown heavy and I don't think that the Bills are going to have the greatest week against the Chiefs this week. I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, the Bills have really just trashed on bad teams. The Dolphins are a really bad team. The Texans are a really bad team. You know, one team that they lost to was the Steelers and we're not a very good team. So, you know, in the sense, I just think that, you know, they've been had a sort of an overrated start. And I think they come back to earth and, you know, the Bills have been fathered by the Chiefs before. And I think that kind of will happen again. And I think Knox is more of a, you know, week-to-week by matchup, and I don't think this is the matchup I like for him. And if you're looking for a tight end, um, I like all three that we named earlier over Knox, so.
3: I would still stash Knox, though, because he's one of Allen's, like, favorite targets right now. Yeah. In the red yeah. Side, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. If you already have him, I would definitely stash him. And if he's your tight end, too, and you're, you know, looking for, you know, just another guy, you can just keep him on your bench you don't have to cut
3: him but I definitely think he's a sit. Mhm. I agree. Um uh my pick of the week to sit at tight end which is going to break Matt's heart it's is TJ T- <laughs> Hoxson, I I mean Hawk, Hawkson. TJ Hockson, okay. Uh they're playing the Vikings this weekend and um I just feel like uh the Vikings defense is just kind of underrated. I mean, I feel like um the uh Jared Goff is just gonna be pressured too much and TG Hawkinson's gonna get covered. He's gonna get covered by uh, my main man, uh, Smith, dude. Harrison Smith, I love that guy. Well, he's not gonna be covered, he's a safety, but still he's gonna be looming around him.
2: Just yeah, the Vikings to, played really because... good against the Browns last week, and I thought a yeah. lot of people thought that was gonna be a high scoring game. So for a 10 or 14-7 kind of shows you the type of defense the Vikings have. So, I think that's a very good sign for you if you're looking at, a, you know, as a Vikings fan. But yes. yeah, TJ Hawkinson is very scary this year.
0: Yeah, in he's,
3: he's scary, but like,
2: <laughs> in a bad, bad way. Of, in a bad
3: <laughs> way.
0: I think you're just jealous of my big fat hawk. You know?
3: Hawk? Huh?
0: <laughs> your, your chunt and your hawk. <laughs>
3: yeah, dude. The chunk
1: hawk doodle.
3: We don't condone this kind of behavior out of our. Yo, podcast, where do you get right?
1: these nicknames what are you talking about? Oh, he's trying to
0: actually a real thing. Oh, yeah, of course
1: it is. You should just Google it. No, because
3: he spends too much time <laughs> on Reddit, dude. This is where Mag gets all of his info from. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, sit. Uh, Hawkinson. I know everyone has him as a one they dropped him pretty high. Or I think
0: maybe, but I think and he's, he's giving the board, you flashes. The
3: board. Yeah. yeah, he's giving him flashes this like these past couple weeks. Don't do it.
0: Okay, well, Star knocks over him. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> my sit of the week at tight end is none other than, than Dolphins tight end Mike Kosicki look he had a pretty surprisingly good performance against the Colts even though most of the Miami offense was not working I believe he got around 16 points in PPR I know this because Dylan shit all over me like, yeah <laughs> talking. don't disrespect him I didn't, I'm not disrespecting him but at the same time sit his ass because Tampa Bay Even though they haven't had the best passing defense, I think they're just going to destroy this Miami offense. It has not been working with Jacoby Brissett. And you see some flashes, but I don't think it's going to get any better. You know, Tampa was not the best against the Patriots, admittedly. But that only means that they're only going to be more motivated to just destroy whatever's left of Miami. And they're going to control the ball, they're going to go into a lot of high scoring affairs. And Gasicki is really one of the other guys you can only key in on. You got Parker, you got Waddle, and you got Gasicki. Fuller? No, Fuller's hurt again. Oh, is he? Surprise, surprise.
3: Yeah. One season.
0: (laughs) One season. And I just don't see any uh, upside for Gasicki. And when you're streaming tight end, you need upside. And I just don't see it.
3: Well, you're looking for red zone, but yeah. 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 I still think that, I mean, before... Um Geseki the Miami only does well when they uh like involve tight ends. Because like a couple of seasons ago, um what's his name? Uh Fitzpatrick. His, yeah, Fitzpatrick used to target him a lot and they would their offense would click a lot, and that's why they were winning so many games because they would use the tight ends so well and then it would open up passing for Parker and like now Wado. So
0: but well, I don't know, Let's just I think they got a new offensive coordinator, uh, Chen Gailey.
3: Oh, okay. Coordinator,
0: yeah. With Fitzpatrick. And they worked together in Buffalo. So they kind of had a plan. Yeah.
3: And, okay.
0: yeah. No, but I get it, though. Yeah, I get it. Just doesn't seem like it's in the cards for Miami this year. Second Miami. That's unfortunate.
3: Stupid freaking yeah. division Are rivals. Are
0: they going to finish over the Patriots
3: this year? I know, dude. We're on our way to sweet, sweet victory. Sweet, sweet seventh seed. Yeah, I can for wait for the wild card playoffs. I hope so they you guys are making a wild game. card, bro. Why don't you shut up, stupid Chargers fan? I mean, uh, Steelers fan. Sorry.
2: I wish <laughs> I was a stupid. I wish I was a stupid Chargers fan right now. <laughs> I know. Me too, dude. God, to I hate up. you, Jamal.
0: <laughs> an inspiring year so far. I don't think any of our teams have been very good.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: Depression amongst the podcast.
3: I know That's- silence, except for Nanda. Nanda's. I mean, they played easy. They've had easy matchups, and they lost the one where they actually had the competition. But still,
0: super, super surprising. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I think that uh, just about wraps it up, Dylan. Any kicker predictions?
1: <laughs> any kicker predictions?
0: Yeah, I
3: think you got Whoa. one in mind.
1: Is Young Ho? Yeah, still Young Ho. I don't care if Atlanta sucks. Leave him in. <laughs> 100% of my faith. Yeah, that's
3: what she said, bro. We'll leave it in.
1: Okay.
0: That's
1: all I got to say. Trust your <laughs> PP. You you Trust, <laughs> yeah. Trust your pee, pee. Yeah, that's but the, there, was, there was no... Pee pee
0: with the Young Ho. Yeah, that's a, that's
3: a good so place cool. to call it, but just to say <laughs> you ha- yours had no taste. Okay. That's what she, that's what she said, too
2: us your pp oh, my, oh
3: god. my god okay like go go next
0: <laughs> we gotta end this now <laughs> go, go next. next follow us on twitter at bay council and you can always find sports council on spotify itunes and amazon music that about wraps it up hope your week fives go well and we'll see you next week see I just-
3: I just want to say that, um, Patriots, you will always have my heart, but I was really hoping that the um, Buccaneers won last week. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I love you, Brady. Give me free tickets.
0: Goodbye.